What is it the body wants? Because the more we will listen to that intelligent body, the more it will tell us. I am Cheryl Whitten, and this is The Aromatherapist, where we discover the superpower of plants. Have you ever been curious about aromatherapy and did a simple internet search, landed on a result and thought, that can't be right? The sad truth is most of the information out there about aromatherapy is not correct. It's my mission to change that. Join me in my new course, The Science of Aromatherapy, and learn about the science and chemistry of essential oils, drug interactions, safety considerations, contraindications, and botanical profiles of the 10 most popular essential oils. Visit livelovelemon.com forward slash science course to enroll. My guest today is Sheila Viel from Potential Health Clinic. Sheila is a registered nurse working in private practice comprising of holistic therapies. Her approach to self-heal the body, mind, and spirit goes back to the teaching and theories of Hahnemann, Hippocrates, and supporting the body's area of dysregulation. Sheila received her diploma in bioregulatory medicine, homeopathic medicine, and biodynamic craniosacral therapy, and doctorate of natural medicine. She has completed advanced craniosacral training in mothers, baby, and children, as well as advanced training on the spine, nervous system, and, and pain. Sheila is certified in biological terrain analysis, live blood analysis, dry layer, hemobiographic blood analysis, and dyad microscopy. And she has received her level two in psychosomatic energetics testing, as well as bioface lifts and biomagnetic pairs training. She has many other types of training as well. And she has also worked with and trained in Dr. Gabor Mate's year-long program called Compassionate Inquiry, which is a psychotherapy looking at addictions, depression, anxiety, mental illness, and trauma. So she is this practitioner behind Potential Health Clinic, providing insights to wellness. So we talk about bioregulatory medicine today, and this is approach to medicine that is sort of a root cause detective work. She talks to us a little bit about how disease is really simply a dysregulation in the system and that the best way to improve health is really to correct dysregulation. So she really talks about the importance of looking at the system as a whole and all elements of, of a person in order to get to the root of what the issue is. So it's a very interesting conversation. I had some really great aha moments. It took us a while to get here. It took us a while to get this episode working, seeing as we had so many tech problems, but I'm glad it's finally ready for you. So without further ado, Sheila Viel. Hi, Sheila. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Yes, thank you for the invite. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from? I am from, born and raised north of Bonneville, got married 40 years ago and lived in Vermilion, south of Vermilion, on the river. Okay, so this is, for those who aren't familiar, this is in Alberta, Canada. So you have so many talents and so many training and certifications, and you're a registered nurse in private practice. And... You've been working in natural medicine for quite a few years and complementary therapies. So can you tell us a little bit why, about why or how maybe that you made a shift into natural medicine or maybe a combined approach with a holistic center? Well, I was a registered nurse and doing nursing and I always believed in natural medicine. I always felt the shift in me when I took things and I just was really disillusioned by Western medicine and I knew that it was sort of a band-aid approach and I really knew that we all had the capability to heal. We had learned actually one line in nursing that 
everything was psychosomatic, but that's all we got was that one line, and that was never addressed again. And it's like, well, how come we never talk about the person's, you know, stress life or how all these other factors affect that health that's never, ever even looked at or taken any regard to? So I I had to leave. I ethically couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. It was all wrong to me. Um, and I was either going to retire, and I thought, well, I thought I had a lot left to give, I thought. And I started my journey of doing lots of other training on all those aspects, the uh, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspect of health. I appreciate that view. So you have so many fascinating practices um, that you integrate, as I said, and I could talk about that all day. Um, But today I'm just really curious about the bioregulatory medicine. So can you tell me a little bit about what that is? Bioregulatory medicine is another aspect of medicine that's really being explored and practiced by many doctors now. There's other forms of it. There's functional medicine that medical doctors go to, etc. Bioregulatory medicine is looking at our system where we're dysregulating. So for us to have homeostasis in our body, our equilibrium, we have a force and an opposing force. Mm -hmm. And they're kept in checks and balances by our system. It regulates if you know we have too much of one thing, it brings in the other that brings it down. So there, we have a set, sort of set parameters, like our, our body temperatures, our blood pressures, our blood sugars. We even regulate minerals, chromium, mm-hmm. vanadium, copper, zinc are the opposing. So we look at where are we dysregulating in those, but we also look at where's the dysregulation in the organ system as well, so as a whole. And we know that at, at a cellular level, we're all four. So uh, we look at the dysregulation. What also then component of that dysregulation, is it, is it 50% physical and 50% emotional? Are we more 90% emotional than now 10 physical? Or where did it start? You know, it's like the chicken or the egg, but they all are very interrelated and interdependent. So we're looking at to see where is that dysregulation and then we give always, we always look at the right therapy, the right dose at the right time. It's actually a master's degree in, in England. It's taught by a husband doctor, medical doctor out of England. And he teaches around the world now. Mm. Um, and I had taken it. It's a one year's master's degree program. Okay. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So it's really about the, the interconnectedness of the whole body. So looking at how one thing... When this is off over here, that can have a cascade effect sort of through the body. Is that what kind of looking at? Right. And when we look at our system, you know, if we were to say we have many multifactorial reasons for disease. Disease means lack of ease. Why are we dysregulating? But we have to look at if one system fails, we have another system that will start taking over. So we're always looking at, so what is the reason for disease? What is the reason? Is it more mental, emotional, Mm. spiritual? But then we look at reasons. Well, if I have, let's say, for instance, let's say I have thyroid issues Mm -hmm. as an example. We could say, well, we have thyroid issues. Is it because in our liver we're not breaking down L-tyrosine to T3, T4? Do we have, is it hyper or hypo? So there's our regulation. We're too high or we're too low. We're not in that nice set parameter. But then we can say, well, is it our actual throat chakra that's often we're not speaking our truth? So mm-hmm. that's sort of the emotional, mental. 
that then creates the physical part of not working correctly? Is it because we're actually not eating protein? Like some vegetarians, if you don't eat proteins correctly, are they just not getting the correct proteins to get the L-tyrosine? Because in the cascade of L-tyrosine, for it to be made, there's a lot of things along the way that it gets made. And then, of course, from that going to T3, T4 and the TSH. So it's like, where in this cascade is it dysregulating? So there's many factors that we have to look at to see what is the reason that the thyroid's not working. Okay. Is it hyper hypo? Right. So yeah. it's like a detective work, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Really just kind of digging back. Yeah. Going back through it. Yeah. Going through the different areas that what what could be the, the factor that's causing this person. So, so when you take, say, 10 people with thyroid issues, well, they all could have 10 different reasons. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So we're really trained, especially in Western medicine, to just look at the symptoms. And obviously that's an important part um, because that's how we start our detective work. Mm-hmm. But when we look at something like high blood pressure or something, for example, we're really good at saying, okay, this is the cause, and here's drug therapy. We don't really necessarily look at all the other things that might be playing into that as far as, like, your diet. And so Western medicine isn't great at that. I think we've come a lot, we've come a long way in discussing about stress and how stress plays into everything, but we still aren't, we talk about stress externally. We don't really talk about the emotional part of stress. So you gave us some examples with the thyroid, but what are some of the specifics of what can happen um, throughout our systems if we don't look at these areas in relation to bioregulatory medicine? So in our, um, it's called the hypothalamus pituitary axis, uh, which includes a hypothalamus pituitary, pituitary gland, thyroid, our immune system, our heart, our solar plexus, our digestive system, pancreas, liver, and then we have adrenals, and then we have our gonads. So they all play an interdependent role, and if one of them is off, they then have a cascade where they all start not functioning. And that's another place in which, that's why we look at that that chakras, because the chakras are actually the hypothalamus pituitary axis. The new term that they've coined it now is called the panai. So the psychosomatic neural, uh, neural endocrine. endocrine. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's interesting because psycho is the first one that they place first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if we look at it that way, where are we looking for that multifactorial of having high blood pressure? So we can look at high blood pressure, of course, always being stressed because um, that causes constriction, but also adrenals are the biggest part. Because if I'm also, if I'm always stressed and I'm producing, I'm in a sympathetic system instead of the parasympathetic, that's our, mm-hmm. our, our balance right. in that part. But if I'm always in this fight or flight, I'm producing all this adrenaline cortisol, but we can't continue to do that. And that produces, it's causing our heart to work harder because it's wanting us to be ready to fight or flight. And our nervous system can't differentiate between whether I have to get this paper done by five before work is done or the bear is on my back. Mm-hmm. So for all day doing this and we're going to bed at night and we're doing the same thing, oh, and I get up in the morning, I do this, this. We're, we're never getting a rest from that. So our adrenals become fatigued and stage of that is Addison's. But if, if the adrenals become fatigued, they now quit producing or they're not producing like they should. They're not functioning mm-hmm. as they should. 
also when we're in that stress for a long time, we also then don't make a hormone called pregnenolone, which then we don't um, produce estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. So that's how then that becomes affected by adrenals. Our thyroid can't function when the adrenals have fatigue, uh, so that goes as well. So there's this cascade and then through the pituitary and hypothalamus loop, then everything becomes affected, you know, because their adrenals are on top of the kidneys, so kidney function. Our, our pancreas digestion as well is, a, is off then. Yeah, it's so interesting that you, you're discussing the thyroid because this is my, I have thyroid disease and that's exactly what happened to me. So stress, you know, basically switched on the autoimmune disease and then it affected everything right to mm-hmm. my ovaries mm-hmm. and my cycle and mm-hmm. just a disaster. And now my gut is so I'm working backwards mm-hmm. kind of yeah. and getting to the, to the sort of trying to find the root of it all mm-hmm. while trying to reduce the stress. Mm-hmm. I heard you say one time that when you go through healing, you also you kind of have to go back the way you came. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? So in homeopathic medicine, we we still go by Herring's Law of Cure. Mm-hmm. So it was Dr. Herring in the 1700s. He designed a beautiful chart in which we sick, we first become sick in the hormonal phase, which is our fluids because we're 70, 80% water and, and also our blood. So in that first phase, we have signs and symptoms but there's sort of annoyance and when you go to a doctor well there's nothing that shows so nothing wrong with you mm-hmm. um, so that can be just a, a you know a cough that just kind of won't go away or we have a runny nose or we kind of have a bit of stomach issues but nothing nothing significant you know like the, you're not bleeding or you know mm-hmm. anything like that or but if that becomes left for quite a while we then get sick in the matrix phase so the matrix phase is a the phase between cells and organs and that's where all our neurotransmitters all go through so in the first part of that matrix the symptoms now just become a bit worse if it goes over that matrix is when we start so if i say for instance i have i have a cough you know just a silly cough won't go away oh that's nothing it's in the moral phase then it comes to matrix now we're having bronchitis Mm -hmm. if i pass over that line i now have asthma so that's the end part of the matrix phase. Now we have asthma. Really hard to go back mm-hmm. to heal that. Mm-hmm. But if that gets left in long term, now we have, we're sick of the cellular phase, which is our differentiation degeneration. Mm-hmm. So now we're in cancers. So when we look at, well, if I want to heal this, we always have to go back the way we came. Okay. Right. So from asthma, we'll go to that bronchitis to the annoying cough. Right. right. And a lot of people, even along the way, They'll say, yeah, you know, I used to have headaches in my 20s, and I had headaches for a week. Not as bad, but now they're gone. So it's, it's people revisit a few things that, as, you know, that journey to get to that disease, we have to go back the same way we came. It's so interesting. That can be kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's Necessary. never as bad as it was, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you, and when you're looking at using bioregulatory medicine, how do you go about treating someone? I know it's in an individual experience and everyone's different, but what is it that you, you give someone? Um, is it a solution you're giving them? Is it a variety of things? Or are you looking at vitamins and minerals? How, how do you treat someone when you're using this modality? Well, I first, when I, before I see clients, I have probably 20 pages of 
of questionnaires that mm, I have them do. <laughs> yes. And, you know, because when we're asked a question, we don't always really get a true answer. So if we ask it in multiple different ways, we get a clearer picture. And I really have to question all four areas right. of, for that help. So, you know, that's just not one page for each thing because we're going to look at all the organ systems as well. And that hypothalamus pituitary access as well. And we really have to look at stress, and I really also look at the trauma. What was the childhood like? What was the mom's pregnancy like? What was their birth like? Mm. Because we really have to look at that trauma, because that trauma, trauma's never the event. Trauma is what it does to our system, mm -hmm. which is that constriction. So we need to also look at that as well, because we really kind of don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Mm -hmm. Do they have this physical disease that now it's so stressful they have the emotional, mental anxiety from that or the fear or whatever? Or was this a really emotional event that happened that now we're getting the stomach aches or I'm getting the diarrhea? So we have to really look at the whole picture and look at the sort of the sequential, how did this come about? What was the timeline mm -hmm. and how did this happen? So it's really, it's an hour to two hour investigation mm -hmm. and going through it all and seeing where do we have to start? Some people we really, that are really in denial or they're really, their super ego really tries to protect him and not go back to that past. We need to kind of fix the physical and then we can go to the mental, emotional. They're too sick yeah. to go to that first. Mm -hmm. Other people, it's like they're really not even grounded. They're off the charts and anxieties. So we fix that first, and then a lot of times the physical just follows and it mm -hmm. leaves us. So then we can also work at that. Or we need to sometimes work on some people, you know, 50-50 or 25-75. You know, if we don't sleep, it's a huge part of our healing. Mm -hmm. We don't detox and if we don't get rest at night. So, you know, we're looking at that nutrition, the water, the sleep. You know, to, so we can mm -hmm. heal. We need to get that system, whatever that is, so it can heal. Mm -hmm. And those are the one of the big, the big factors in the beginning. Yeah. So it, it supplements. It's also, you know, the psychotherapy, doing compassion inquiry. Mm -hmm. um, so then everyone is very individualized as to what that person needs in their healing journey. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to back up for a second. I just wanted to mention that I, I like that you, what you said about the trauma. It's not, trauma is not the event. Trauma is the response in your body. Um, and we hold that. I think that trauma is a very misused word these days. And it's a very, that's a very important distinction. So I just thank you for saying that because we can carry that around with us. We also really look at what's called the adverse childhood experiences. Research has proven that what happens to us in embryo in our childhood, up to eight are the big years, depending on um, the score we give, whether you know we lived in a dysfunctional family or alcoholic parents or any addictions, or if somebody was incarcerated or somebody had mental health issues, or if we score those, or if there was any abuse of any kind, even just hitting, we, we score that. And we know the research proves the more scores we have, or even one on that scale, is now a predominant later in, in years in your health, whether it's uh, heart failure, cardiac, uh, blood pressure issues, to diabetes, to ML, uh, MS, to Lou Gehrig's, to cancer, mm -hmm. which Dr. Gabor even proves 
um, with his work that he did. Mm -hmm. So I use that A score a lot to show people what that those events that happen in their younger life, how that affects them now, and also how the how our environmental with our you know, we are the seven generations DNA of our mm-hmm. ancestors and how we're carrying that suffering and how we have to also, for some people, that work is a very important part of their healing that we need to do that family constellation therapy, which is a therapy I really, I really hold dear to my heart and I recommend it to those people that need that because it is an amazing, profound therapy to help us release that suffering mm-hmm. that wasn't ours to keep, that we're carrying and how the um, environmental aspects of our life now, those epigenetic genes get mm-hmm. turned on. Mm-hmm. So if we can, we have to also look at it from that angle too. Everything is so multifactorial. Yeah. 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 Just It just doesn't, it doesn't start with us. And it's just not as, if you want complete healing at least, it's not as simple as one little thing to fix it. I mean, in most cases. I'm yeah. sure there are situations yes. where that is yes. the case. But yeah. Um, okay, so I understand bioregulatory as homeopathic medicine. That's correct? It is, but it's also just naturopathic. Natural medicine. Okay. And I have to say that I had a real misunderstanding of homeopathy. I am having a a hot moment just sitting here listening to you. I always thought that homeopathy was the philosophy of like cures like, and so you would give some sort of solution in order to... Let's say you had watery eyes, for example, then you would get something with, you know, like onion in it, for example, mm-hmm. because onion makes your eyes water. Mm-hmm. And yet homeopathy and bioregulatory is like finding, bringing the body back to homeostasis. I don't think that ever clicked in my mind before. Mm-hmm. And also that it's actually about self-healing, allowing, yeah. bringing the body, allowing it to heal itself because it can do that. So what I'm, what I'm wanting to ask, I think, we talk about the placebo effect, and sometimes homeopathy gets that, oh, it's just the placebo effect happening. But, and I just had this discussion recently about the placebo effect, that term is a misnomer. That, in fact, the placebo's effect is the body healing itself. It's the mind affecting change in the body. And so, is that sort of one of the tools within homeopathy, or is it more that energetic influence, as well as you said, supplements? And- like the the vitamins and things that we might be missing, but is that a piece of it? It's a it's it's a piece of it. It because that's even in Western medicine they prove that if somebody took something and they said, well, that ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. You've just told your body not to use exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So our beliefs have a huge determinant mm-hmm. on how well a supplement will work for you. Mm-hmm. So it's really both. So yes, that plant has that energetic healing power on all four levels. In fact. There was recent research about three years ago that came out that scientists realized that plants do talk to each other. Well, they always <laughs> knew trees did, but plants do too. And I think it well done, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's why in homeopathic, you know, we use the form we need for whether uh, on a physical or mental or emotional mm-hmm. spiritual level that we need that person to heal. Sometimes we need a little bit of all of that plant mm-hmm. on all the different energetic levels. Yeah, I just, I think what I'm, want to impart here is like anyone who you know is sort of like oh that's fluffy whatever 
like this is that's just a real great way to look at it. It's literally about just creating an environment that the body can heal itself and looking at like it's about bringing back to homeostasis. Mm-hmm. I just have to say like that was this is mm-hmm. a real big aha mm-hmm. moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what considering that everyone is different, what is the most important piece of the puzzle that you think we're missing in in when we're trying to heal ourselves, for example? A big part of it is realizing what our ego and superego is doing to us mm-hmm. and how like the most most intelligent thing in the room is our bodies mm-hmm. our mind or our ego is just that and we're a mammal that it's really always working at play to keep us safe and it learned that when we were young because it worked but it's continuing to do that to us to keep us safe mm-hmm. so when things happen when we're young we develop a belief system, and all those belief systems are wrong. They're false. But it's wanting to continue to keep us safe. So if we could instead not listen to that ego and really listen to the body, what is it the body wants? Mm-hmm. Because the more we will listen to that intelligent body, the more it will tell us. And we've lost, we've become very disconnected as people. We, you know, we get sick and we still just go to work. No, no. Mm-hmm. So, and the body, we become dissociated. So we're really not listening anymore. And when it does tell us, it's really too late. Mm-hmm. Because we've been ignoring mm-hmm. that, those things in that homoral phase or that matrix phase. We're just, no, no, it's okay. I, I'm just going to not do anything about it. But if we would act uh, soon and be more preventative it's like having a an insurance policy so later in life we're not Mm -hmm. sick or our quality of life we're all not going to live forever but at least in our quality of life is going to be a good good one Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um we're not going to be sick and we're able to enjoy all the things we still want to do in older age so that to me is is a big part of being listening and being attuned and really listening being aware of what our thoughts do to us Mm -hmm. you know we are what we eat drink and think Mm -hmm. as Hippocrates said and and I I always have embraced all his quotes my biggest one I have even up in my office is about you know until a person is ready to look to the reasons it is only then that we can help him Mm -hmm. we have to look to the reasons what's the reason for this Mm -hmm. and if the patient isn't ready to to look at those reasons because sometimes those are painful reasons Mm -hmm. of why we have what we have today, what we're suffering from. So yeah, to me that's that's a big part and, and a lot of people are really, when they come and they hear that, it's like, yeah, I never thought of it. Mm-hmm. You're right, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I need to look. And let's say for your patients in general, what are some things that you wish, practical things that you wish we were all doing better? So is it like really better foods and is it something like meditation? Like what are some real practical things that we can start today? I think one of the big things is that nobody, I'm not finished to say nobody, but many of us never take even just that half hour day for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Whether we just walk in nature, or we read the book we want to read, and women's or all well, lives are very busy, but it's about taking that time for self-care. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this for me today instead of doing for everybody else. That is a big factor. Always, you know, we're 80% water. We need good, clean water. And we need food. We need nutritious, organic food and really watching our dairy intake and also our gluten. 
is mm. a really big one that it really does cause leaky gut for people. It yeah. is really, and then when we have that, we're, you know, it's it's a downhill thing. It, is, yep. it cascades, and now we have multi-factor systems that are in our gut-brain axis is really an important part of our health. Yeah, and those, those foods are just allergenic, which causes mm-hmm. that immune response also yes. and then your immune your mm. whole body's like okay yeah we don't like this yeah and the inflammation it causes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we see the joint issues there. yeah our, our mind our mental health isn't good as well so i'm going to ask you just a specific question because this is something that we're dealing with we're seeing constant skin rashes and things and things mm-hmm. showing up on the skin mm-hmm. So we see that in aromatherapy, and it can be that immune response, um, but and it's not always a true allergy. Um, but I find that there are often other reasons why this is happening, especially if a response sort of elevates itself, and we start to see, like, okay, you've taken a break, you haven't been using all of any products or anything, things start to escalate. And even if you smell an essential oil, then your body just freaks out. We are, we're experiencing this in our life with just anything. Mm-hmm. What are some things we should be looking at there? I mean, I know this is, that's maybe more advanced than what we can get into, but is it like the gut? Is that one thing that you're looking at when you're talking about the skin? Yeah, it's, it's usually, it's our gut and liver. Yeah, when, when our, um, we've got to remember, 80% of our immune system is in our gut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we have any digestive issues, Though that immune system sort of becomes on fire and it starts now uh, attacking everything because it's like it's almost like fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we just smell something and now we're we're responding. We're creating the histamines, right? Yeah, to that as mm-hmm. well. So in in normal digestion, we would things would be slowly processed, but because if we have a leaky gut, it just goes straight into the system and the system doesn't know what to do with it. So it's going to like, you know, instead of a, a BB gun, it's going to send out the shotgun when it shouldn't be. And then it starts attacking us because it can't even recognize us as self right. as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So when we look at our, our, our gut, because all our systems are all interrelated as well, when our food is processed, if it's not been processed well, it goes to the liver. Okay. Now the liver mm-hmm. has to deal with it because it wasn't really processed the way it should have been. And we have all these histamines. So now that then also goes out into our system, into our bloodstream via the liver. Now the liver becomes toxic mm-hmm. and it can't do it anymore either. So there's your cascade mm-hmm. and now the histamines just keep going more. And now we, the more histamines we have, now we our, our lungs aren't happy. Now anything we smell, it doesn't like that either now. Mm-hmm. Right? So Yeah, that's interesting because that's usually what... What I'm looking at is, okay, how can we support your digestive system, but also that liver. You need to get that. Yeah. The elimination is key. Right. And kidneys. Kidneys, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so bioregulatory medicine is one thing that you do. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the other modalities that you incorporate? Well, I've been trained in Dr. Gabor's um, Compassion Inquiry, that's psychotherapy that we look at the trauma that's stored in the system. I also do live blood analysis and dry layer. And I also do what's called dyad microscopy, in which we're looking at um, differential isopathic and darkened mm-hmm. field, where we're looking at the microbes that gave us life but take our life, and how when our manure, our biological terrain is not in balance, 
I also do hemobiographic blood analysis, which we're looking at our consciousness in our blood, and it's amazing what our consciousness will tell us in oh, real life pictures. Real life pictures it will show us. It's profound work. I was trained in the U.S. for all of those. I also do biological train analysis where we actually look at all. I also am a biodynamic cranial psychotherapist mm -hmm. with advanced training, so I do that as a body work to help us as well release that trauma. Mm -hmm. It just, um, it never ends the, um, the, the modalities. Mm -hmm. You know, I, like I've done family constellation therapy. I don't do it, but I've, I've done lots of training in it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. And so are, in, your, in your clinic with your patients, are you incorporating a lot of those things for one person? Or is it kind of tend to stick to one thing? Or is it really like a full scope? It's full scope. And it yeah. depends. You know, we always say the right therapy, the right dose at the right time. Right. So we've worked on this. But, you know, now I'd really like you to go and have this done. You know, I don't do it. But here's where I'd recommend you go uh, and have this therapy done. So everybody's everybody then is very individualized. What do they need mm -hmm. now in that journey? Which is so important, you mm -hmm. know. Like we said, everybody's even childhood mm -hmm. experiences are yeah. completely different, yeah. which affects your situation. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time so much and chatting mm -hmm. with you. I, like I said, I had some great aha moments. Mm -hmm. So thank you for imparting your knowledge. Mm -hmm. And where can we find out more about you? So my clinic is in Vermillion, Alberta. Mm -hmm. That's Potential Health. So you can email or call me. Awesome. We'll, we'll link up your website and all that in the okay. show notes so everyone will be able to find you. Thank you so much for your time. Mm -hmm. It was lovely to see you. Yes. Lovely to meet you to the show. Thank you. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes and more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. And we love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the Aromatherapist Podcast. My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.